And then they said, well, should we tear down the statue of Cecil Rhodes as well? And said, well, well, no, no. And if you look very carefully, the statue of Jan van Riebeek has a plaque that says, sponsored by Cecil John Rhodes. <laughs> Rhodes we trust. Yeah, Rhodes yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so much for that. Uh, okay, Gavin, this is the most high-octane tech podcast you're ever going to get on the internet. Ooh. And we are putting five minutes on the clock. Right about when I find the timer... On my Fitbit, Fitbit. Ionia watch. I, I, Ionic. 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 So, Kevin, Audi, Mercedes, both put out SUV-type electric things that go 500Ks on a charge. Yeah. Um, they weigh like a million tons. Yeah, yeah. Um, they are gunning for Tesla, who are in a bit of bother at the moment. Like they, yeah, but I mean, I, I heard some stats on Tesla. For example, everyone became really nervous when the Chevy Spark came out and then the Nissan Leaf. And, you know, it's seen off so many competitors that have failed to make an impact on the market in the way the Tesla has. Even the Tesla 3 is outselling these newcomers by orders of magnitude, you know, and they're actually not that far off hitting their production goals. Admittedly, I mean, it's created a lot of furore in the marketplace, but... I think that's what people like. I mean, Steve Jobs was no different. There was endless furore around his products as well. You know, and, and I think it's kind of cool in a sense. It keeps you in the headlines and it keeps you top of mind. So they've played it quite well. And I think their products really are as good as people think they are. Yes, they are. And that, that's, that's, that's been the thing that the German manufacturers have now been fighting on. Where all the established motoring media are like, you know what? The Tesla panel gaps are like so wide. And the finishing quality is like so crap. And they're never going to stand the Tesla time. But now you have like really prominent new age and new users and stuff. We've been driving Tesla for the last two, three years. Yep, and yep. they cannot they cannot stop seeing its prices. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there, was, there was another one. There was someone before the Tesla that everyone has started to forget who we shouldn't forget. My wife has just got back from Seattle. She says there's a Prius parked on every single block. Everywhere. Don't and I mean, it looks strange and it operates strangely, but you know, let's not forget they were the pioneers for their time. No, and there's a lot of them in other markets, not necessarily ours, which I guess is the point we should consider our market. But remember, the Prius is just a petrol driven car <laughs> with a massive alternator on it. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's what it is. Although Toyota, to their credit, are working on the future beyond plug in they are looking at hydrogen as being the power yeah, I, I gotta say, I've read quite a bit on hydrogen cars as well, and there's something about it that really appeals to me. But it also doesn't escape me that I'm sure Mr. Musk will have thought about this. Mr. Musk probably had a choice of where he wanted to go with his tech, and if Mr. Musk is backing electricity, then I'm backing Mr. Musk. Well, Mr. Musk also has a, a, 
a massive ego. Mr. Musk also has a little solar panel company. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and but his his best invention ever were those roof tiles, man. The roof tiles, which are basically little solar panels, which. They sold out like years in advance of their production. I just love the idea exactly. of putting so solar so roof so tiles on my roof. Go to double down on electricity when you're kind of one of your companies no, makes man. electricity. I, th- I think he's bold enough to completely like mix it up and do whatever he wants. I mean, he's, he's sending non-electric rockets into space. Because you know? he's got the electric company, the, 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 the solar panel yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then he has the battery stuff. Yeah. That is also spinning out the Tesla. Yeah. Um, and that's like powering half of Australia currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big deployments there. Yeah. Okay, but I mean to get back to the car thing. So I mean I I can't claim to be up on all the yeah. details of electric cars, but I do know that Audi is actually trying to rebrand its entire image around the concept of electric, which yeah. is interesting. It means it's 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 almost it's getting close to betting the farm basically. As part so. of the Volkswagen Group, yeah. um, they want to electrify all of the cars by 2030. That yeah. is the vision, and that was after Dieselgate, which burnt them quite a bit. As you can understand, yeah, yeah. I think forced their hand on what they were doing. Although Volkswagen has been leading like the charge in terms of teasing us okay. for years on like the ID concepts and stuff, and I'm glad to see that they pawning some of that off well, into the other smaller companies. I, I think also that, that Audi, well, for me anyway, I, I can't claim to be a car mm. maestro, but I do feel that Audi has always, for me, represented an interesting cutting edge on technology. You know, I think they, they promote that aspect of their behavior. Mercedes, in a different way, and BMW in a different way, but I've always felt that Audi was, to my mind, one of the most tech-progressive brands. But that's, brands, that's the thing now. You know? like BMW has been on the electric game like, for a long time with i3 and i8. Yeah. Um, they, they just are getting the same sort of press that I, that I think. Okay, so well, let, let's talk about South Africa. I mean, and, and electric cars in South yeah, Africa. Is what what is your view? I mean, we were developing our own car at some stage jewel, called yes. the Jewel, yes, and that died a horrible death, yes. I believe. Yeah. Uh, like the, the Why? Why? No market, not big enough market? For all batteries. Uh huh, okay. <laughs> so some of the biggest, most important components would have to be fully imported in the yeah. end. So even if you got the technology right, the actual materials to make it, most of it would have to come from elsewhere. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what do you think is going to be the watershed moment for full on electrification mm-hmm. in South Africa? Mm-hmm. On South African roads? When South Africa moves to renewable energy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is the time. That is the time. <laughs> No, you you answer that question. You answer the question. Uh, I think. What is the watershed moment? What the is wa- the the watershed moment is when a company like Engine, for instance, mm-hmm. invests in chargers. I see convenience, yeah. convenient charging. I mean, in again, like I mean, I hate to admit it, but my understanding of electricity is kind of limited the volt versus amp thing it's always been explained to me in terms of a hose pipe the fatter hose pipe versus the high pressure hose pipe and, and so on and so on but i struggle to understand how you could plug your car into your house power supply and charge it it just seems like the voltage and amperage would be too low to power up something like a car unless it was standing there for three days yeah no i Charge, yeah, I know, I know, because you actually have the you experience. Charge it overnight, so you charge but, it like you charge your phone. But what I'm saying is, so why do we need engine if we can do it at home? Because not all cars can do it at home, only some. Yes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you live in a flat, it's yeah. really I inconvenient. I see, to I see. Car. 
Um, oh, because you might not have a dedicated garage yeah. space, right? Yeah, okay. And then if you're cruising around, yeah. then you have like a bit of range anxiety or something. You're right. doing a road trip. Right, you can't. Like, yeah. yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. I think so that's, that's, that's right. So you need one of the petrol stations to step up, which is not going to happen until we have critical mass in the I've market. Because I've gone, you know? I've gone two weeks of my life completely driving. Okay. With mm-hmm. a BMW i3, I love. At that stage, I was. Was that was that with home charging or with no charging? Home charging. Okay. And mm-hmm. office charging. Okay. All right. Yeah, we shared. It office with car magazine and I they see. had a charger installed there. I see. So I okay. charge when I get to the office. Right. Then okay. Then, uh, oh, yeah. then it's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but those netting me about 200 days on a charge. But those convenient charge stations are not going to happen until we have a significant percentage of cars on the road in South Africa as electric. Yeah. And that percentage, to my mind, would have to be 5%. I think, I think Merck's going to swing for us. I think when Merck comes into the market, mm. they're going to strike a deal with somebody. Okay. And they're going to set up charging stations. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I think so. But I think anyway, we need 5%. Right, done with that. Done with that. Let's get on to the next one, Kevin. Mm. Um, I'm going to set us five minutes on our proverbial Mobile productivity. Uh, mm. Gavin, as you know, I'm a young entrepreneur now, not so young. Yes, um, yes. Admirable, admirable South Africa needs you. Seriously. I was sending emails from the beachfront this morning <laughs> after my run, <laughs> invoicing nice. people and doing all uh-huh. stuff. Uh-huh. What do you use to keep yourself mobile and productive when you're away from the desk? Mm. Now, I'm, I'm notorious for using cheap-ass phones. I just believe in the mid-range phone. It really does everything I need. It does my <laughs> multimedia. I don't take pictures. I like to glamorize my Instagram feed. I don't even believe in that stuff. For me, pictures are kind of a functional part of my day. So, you know, having meticulous details is not a thing for me. Mid-range phones work for me. I like to treat them rough. And to that end, so what, are you, what are you laughing about? It's all in your mind. But, but it's it's so in your mind. The don't moment you start, like, really abusing it, the moment yeah. you start, like, multitasking, you, like writing a story and using this for research no, and you by, by rough I think I mean physically <laughs> rough okay and to that end Blackberry's been a winner for me I always was a keyboard whiz on the Blackberry mm-hmm. Blackberry's new key 2 still has the physical keyboard I'm finding it's becoming a lot less useful I really prefer my Blackberries because they build quality but I can do without the physical keyboard I really like the productivity tools that come built into the Blackberry so that's that's one aspect of it I guess cool so I'm currently on a Galaxy Note 9 I've been desperately trying to move away from it because I love small phones uh-huh. but the, like the, the fine point control you get from the stylus and mm. the fact that I can actually make notes yep they show to my device sure and the fact that the camera is not the best in the market but it, it's one of the best it's yes the top yeah it's up there it doesn't, so, doesn't so hold good. back so yeah. somewhere at an event covering something and I need to take pictures in a yeah. pinch I can rely on it yeah I mean it's, it is comforting to know you've got top top drawer of everything yeah. in the phone world packed all, into this phone. The RAM that I need. If it can be done, this phone can do it. Yeah, it's yeah. got mm. the new chipsets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running all Uncompromised. The and mm. and like, even inside it, like to, for this podcast, yeah. I'm actually using the digital audio workspace. Okay. Um, right. It's called to SoundCamp. Right. It's a Samsung. Okay, okay. So Didn't know about that. All right. Um, audio workstation. Very impressive. So it's great. So I, I paired it with a little 8-inch Keyboard, uh-huh. keyboard, oh yes, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I if I need to edit documents on the go, I've, I've got it. And I've right. got my, my uh, Microsoft Office, my 365 subscription. Right. I've got that right, right into it. So okay. So we're using a lot of OneDrive. I know I use yeah. a lot of OneDrive. My preferred cloud storage is OneDrive because you know one commits to the the Microsoft Office tools and your OneDrive just gets yeah. thrown in there with generous with ger- storage. generous one storage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my experience with the Note Nine, I mean. Uh, uh, which is a, 
I think compares with yours is the new DEX function. Mm. DEX was shipped in the previous uh, models as well, but two minute warning. Um, the DEX function is basically a play, I think, on the word desk. If you plug a monitor directly into your Galaxy Note 9, you get a complete Windows type graphical operating mm -hmm. system in which you can do absolutely everything you need. I found myself editing a document, sending an email, watching YouTube all at the same time while my phone is plugged into the monitor. The Windows experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm actually using the phone like an actual computer and it's maintaining and it's handling. So now and you that, take that, that phone is just, and you do that, everything on that the road. That to me is like home. seeing the future. You, yeah, know, you, know? And you just plug it in and so, there you have it on a big screen. So again, I, mean, I don't go in for gimmicks and stuff, but this felt like a real version of the future. Everything is together in one device. You don't have to keep swapping information between devices. It's all in this one device and you're productive at home and at the office. You know, so yeah, yeah, no, that no, was I cool. think it, uh, DEX actually stands for um, desktop experience. Ah, yes, okay. Right, good, good. The yeah. other thing, I mean, that you and I have been doing a lot is um, Google Keep, which yes. is a way to share notes with people, which is great. You know, it's not like as elaborate as complicated documents. These are just like it, like big sticky notes. You can even stick pictures in them and, yeah. and so on. It's a very and simple way of organizing them. Yeah. Uh, so what you have here is the notes that synchronize on your PC and on your phone. So yeah. wherever you take the note, if you've shared with someone, everyone is updated all the time. So very, very useful system. In fact, it's one of the easiest ways I've found to move text from my phone to my PC. I just stick it in a note, open the note on the PC, and there's the text. So instead of emailing it around, you just paste it into a note. So uh, very, very useful. And, and we compile most of this podcast using a shared note, actually. Yeah, so one of the problems that I have with Sam So that's Google Keep, by the way. If, I'm, if I'm using... If I'm doing the screen on memo, mm -hmm. screen off memo, so yeah, yeah. function mm -hmm. that I use quite a lot, it saves to Samsung Notes. Mm. And Samsung Notes doesn't reliably sync with mm. anything outside of Evernote, and uh. Evernote is very expensive. And, and can be a bit cumbersome, I mean, because yeah. you just stick stuff in it, and it just it allows you to really get, get big and fat with it. Yeah. And that is time. Oh my goodness, we barely, we barely scratched the surface of mobile productivity. So what are the takeaways here? If you want to stay productive, like use what you have. Use, get a good laptop bag. Don't don't let it be so big that you end up stuffing it full of crap. Okay, just keep it lean and efficient. More stuff is not doesn't necessarily make you better prepared. Knowing how your stuff works and using reliable equipment is what makes you prepared. Yeah. yeah. So the best, probably the best phone that you can afford. But you always have to prioritize like what you're what you're going to be using it mostly for. Yes. Sure. So if you're like a photographer or something and you need something that can mm -hmm. fall back as like a B lens or a C lens in okay. case like a big, big camera. Right, right. You're going to be getting like the best camera you can afford. Okay. The best phone camera. You can yes. Afford. Here's another thing to look out for. Um, if you're going to use your bag as a sort of a shoulder bag, try and get one of those that also has concealed um, backpack straps. That way, when you're late for your aeroplane, you can pop out the backpack straps, put it on, and run through the air. When you're late for your aeroplane, you can pop out the backpack straps, put it on, and run through the airport without your bag flapping around you on your head. Like like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've noticed back I remember the first backpacks that I found like this, which is a backpack hybrid, yeah. you know, shoulder bag. And. And I now notice that I've seen about seven or eight different bags that have the shoulder straps concealed in the main bag, which is jolly what useful. What are you using now? Yeah. I'm using a Thule. I think it's called A. It starts with an A. I'm afraid I can't remember its name. Sorry. I'm using a Thule sling as well because mm -hmm. I like compact stuff. But I carry a 
an iPad with a in a keyboard case as part of my like main if I need a big machine to work on. Yeah. Um, so I like to keep it keep like to keep it light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the two is some of them I'm sure yours yeah. might have it too. They have that crush proof pocket to put your sunnies in and stuff that you don't want to get yeah. crushed. Typically anyway, a phone. Now moving on. on putting five minutes back on the clock. Evan, we've been talking a lot about what what to use when you're away from your desk. But mm. if you want a good laptop that's going to serve you for at least the next three years. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. you shouldn't be ashamed to plan for a three-year laptop. That's the South African reality. How many of us can shell out for a new laptop every year? Even us who are in the game don't get to do that. So I'm in a space now where I actually need a good laptop. Mm. I can do some light video anything on, some light picture anything on, run my, my website on it and everything. And then I was like, you know what? I only have like 10 grand to spend reasonably. Mm. And then I was like, you know what? Take a lot is like the best resource for yeah it's true because they, they aggregate everything together yeah yeah yes. yeah so you don't so have to be shopping they yeah have like an extensive um, inventory and they, they they deliver nationwide yeah and it's easy to do kind of comparison shopping there as well so i think i mean here's the thing they've got a great app the app works really well so most of the time when you want to do this kind of shopping you might sit down at your laptop and pick through things but yeah. often you have not impulse purchases per se, but stuff that you need quickly, urgently. In our case, it's often adapters of one kind or another. It's memory cards, it's small things I like that. I actually needed you know? to buy a bag of dog food the other day because I ran out. And then right. I was like, you know what, I'm going to order it now so we can deliver it as soon as possible. Right, okay. And then I went to go buy just a, you know, a backup little cheap. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like a cheap, small Yeah, 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 small one, yeah, yeah. And let me guess, food. you found something else you needed. <laughs> no, and then... So I, I went out to the store, I got like a small bag and I ordered the 20 kilo like bulk thing on Takeloff. And I didn't even need to buy the small replacement bag because they delivered the next day before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's very impressive. I mean, we were theorizing about how they managed to deliver all over the country in obscure little places. But you know, that is the offer. They, they'll get it there. So, so Gavin, the challenge was yep. to find... A little treasure. Take a lot of treasure as we like it. Uh-huh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's... Uh, uh, what, what makes a good laptop for you? Well, I wouldn't even start shopping below 8 grand. Below 8,000 rand, you can get laptops below 8,000 rand. They are just so heavily compromised. And often those compromises are not obvious. You turn it on and it appears to work fine. But over time, you notice where things are going wrong. Either it's a whole lot heavier than you expected, or the keyboard's a little bendy and rubbish, or the battery life's terrible, or the screen is actually pretty grainy, all stuff you didn't notice up front. Or it's running a whole lot slower than you expected. Every laptop appears fine when you turn it on. If you want advice from the experts, try and avoid shopping under eight grand. There are compromises that are not always obvious at first glance. Yeah, so you need tons of RAM, you need a good keyboard, you need uh, respected names so that you know you're getting good aftermarket support. Right. Um, and I found one that meets all of the criteria. It's mm. the Asus Vivo book. I found this on the app. It's 11% off right now on the Patreon app. Um, it's, it's the Asus Vivo book S510UA. And okay. it has a 8th generation Intel 4i5. Okay, tell you what, say that name one more time because that was hard to catch. It's a Asus Vivo book S15. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Give us a long name as well, so people can be sure to find it. It's the S five one O U A. Okay. And your price? And the price is eight thousand rand. And this is coming to you with a with a new generation. Are you saying the exact price, or are you rounding it's there? Seven nine nine nine. nine. <laughs> okay. All right. It's down from eight triple nine. Right. Um, I don't know how long this special is going to last, but they are talking about it weighs 1.5 kilos. It's 18 moles thick. Okay. Um, 
it's got the nano edge screen, whatever the hell that means, I don't know what it means. But importantly, it has 8 gigs of RAM. The only downside that I can see here mm. is that you get a 1 terabyte hard drive at a very low like, like it spins really slow, so it's like 5400 RPM. Okay, listeners, like dear listeners, who of you have ever filled up one terabyte on your laptop? No, Maybe Mr. Lindy Shooters <laughs> has found a way to fill up one terabyte on his laptop, but the rest of us haven't yet found a way. We're not all video editing. Here's, here's a tip. If you're planning to video edit, don't buy the 8 grand laptop. I mean, come on. Okay, now, but interestingly, I zeroed in on the same product. Again, the key factor for both of us I think was the RAM. RAM is probably the only reliable way to future-proof your computer. You're also getting one USB Type-C port. You're getting one high-speed USB Type-C port. Yeah, but USB that's, that's going to be ample. I mean, if you're yeah. buying at 8 you grand, you actually, that's actually pretty generous at 8 grand. Let me tell you, to get a USB-C port at 8 grand, very generous. Um, we both zeroed in on this product. Other aspects of this I really like. I think it's 1.5 kilos, which yes. is spectacular. For me, almost the defining characteristic of the laptop is the bulk and weight. Both Lindsay and I carry everything everywhere, mm -hmm. and we run through airports with the stuff. Yes. And I promise you, after you've carried something around some foreign city for you know two days, every hundred grams matters. So, for me, I wouldn't consider a laptop uh, above one and a half kilos. This is fits neatly into that category. We're almost shocked that you can get these specs for uh, that price. And that is time. So, I'll take a look at is the Asus. Can I, can, I, can I say what else I found? I yes. did find another contender. I know we're out of time, but my other contender is the Asus Spin 3, which is an Core i3. It's a 14-inch screen, which is a little small, but you know, if you want portability, you've got to compromise somewhere. Your weight here, 1.7K, so a little bit heavier, um, and also only 4 gig RAM. But again, very attractive price. I really like the build of the I, Asus I Spin get a series. And also, like, it depends on like the code afterwards. Yeah, you have to accept if you're buying a laptop for eight grand, what you're doing is typing a lot of stuff. Okay, that's what you're doing, and maybe you're doing a little bit of Facebooking. Okay, you're not like cutting Hollywood-style videos. You know, and you're not you're not photoshopping people out of photos, and you know, editing your wedding pictures. You know, that's not really what you're doing with an eight grand laptop. With an eight grand laptop, you're just trying to do your basic office stuff. You want to run your household, and it's light and portable to boot. That's my final comment. The Asus Spin 3 Core i3 606U 14 inch. And those are our take a lot tech treasures for this week. Hmm, what's happening in your life? This week, this week, uh, we are preparing for the Rage Computer Expo, the Computer Gaming Expo in Joburg, which is the first week of October. Really big blowout event, and that follows, of course, Comic-Con that happened last weekend, which was also a really big blowout. It sounds like it was quite special. We didn't attend this year for various reasons, but we have got a small photo gallery up of the best stuff we saw at Comic-Con. Look out for us at the Rage Expo. Um, I've finally sort about my website stuff so when you are hearing this which will be on Monday the 24th Heritage Day Happy Edition Jason Africa oh yeah um, <laughs> um, we yeah it will be live thatopinionguy.co.za all the content all my opinions and stuff on life if you want to know what is the cool stuff to buy without my school back Kevin that's that's where I'm at um, yeah I think that's everything for this week and have a great heritage day bright big and we will chat again next week over and out cheers